Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is O, and O is for open relationships. There are many types of open relationship. In general, a relationship is considered open when it contains more than two people, i.e. people are not being monogamous. In this podcast, I will take you through the different types of open relationships, speak about some of the positives of open relationships, some of the issues that arise from open relationships, and finally point you in the direction of some additional information. I speak from long professional experience as I've worked with many people considering open relationships, in open relationships, and ending open relationships over the years. I also speak from personal experience as I am presently in a polyamorous marriage and have been polyamorous in some previous relationships. Please note that I am talking about consensual open relationships in this show. That is where everyone knows that people may have more than one partner. Non-consensual open relationships are called cheating. I will only address cheating in relation to consensual open relationships. The subject of cheating in general is for a whole other show. So let's start with open relationships that are open only for other sex partners rather than for love, other love relationships. Some couples make the agreement that each of them, or sometimes only one of them, can have other sexual partners. This type of open relationship can come in many forms. Most common is the couple who spend considerable time away from each other and agree that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. This is a don't ask, don't tell situation. Usually the couple makes an agreement about the types of partners that are acceptable, safe sex, type of sex, contact with the other partner after return from a trip. For example, I remember one couple who agreed that oral sex was acceptable, but fucking was not. They agreed that there would be no further contact once the trip was over, no email addresses or phone numbers exchanged, and that all oral sex would take place with condoms or dental dams. Some couples agree sexual intercourse. Others don't. Some couples agree same-sex partners are okay, but opposite-sex partners are not. The positives for this type of arrangement is that if both partners are truly comfortable with it, it really is a no-must, no-fuss arrangement. Each person conducts their own individual forays into other relationships. Um, nothing is brought home. There's nothing discussed. Um, and if everybody is meticulous about safe sex, then there are no reasons to discuss these other relationships. Potential issues that arise. If either partner really wants to know the details of the other partner's sexual experiences, or experiences insecurity, or experiences distrust of their partner. 
Note that I did not mention jealousy as potential issues. This is because often people feel jealousy, but are able to deal with this emotion effectively. Jealousy in open relationships is often related to a lack of time, feeling your partner is spending more sexual time with others than with you. Or sometimes if one partner is not having additional sexual experiences, then there can be jealousy about the fun the partner is having without you. Or even about new experiences that are being had without you. The second type of open relationship still involves people in the relationship having separate experiences. But in this situation, one or both tell each other about the experience. Sometimes they simply tell each other that they are going out on a date. Other times they share details of the experience for social enjoyment. And still other times they share intimate details as part of their own couple sexual relationship. I am reminded of a couple who used to vet each other's potential dates. They would look at profiles online, Google the people, and sometimes even have a brief conversation with the proposed date. They did this even though they were not looking at ongoing relationships with other people, but just short-term sexual relationships, because they felt that they wanted a say in who their partners interacted with. And in, in this particular situation, I remember that um, the one partner who wanted to know all of this was quite concerned that his partner, his female partner, did not have great judgment and was concerned that she might choose somebody who would interfere with their lives. I worked with Jane and Sandy in the 90s. They used sex with other people as a way to spice up their own sexual relationship. They decided not to invite anyone to join them as a couple. Uh, Neither of them felt that they would feel comfortable actually uh, with another person in the sexual, in their actual sexual relationship. They were worried about jealousy. They were worried about negative comparisons. What they would do was bring their outside sexual experiences into the bedroom in long detailed stories during foreplay and sometimes during fucking as well. They found this incredibly exciting and it worked really well for them to bring newness into their sexual relationship without disturbing um, any of their agreements and without causing any insecurity. Couples who are in this type of open arrangement usually have agreements about safe sex, partner choice, for example, don't choose anyone they both know or don't get involved with anyone from work. Don't get involved with anybody that um, might be even peripherally connected with their lives. So no getting involved with any of the service personnel that they usually interact with, you know, people at the school, uh, people at the doctor's surgery, people at the butchers, just making sure that the person is uh, that's chosen is a safe distance away. And they also can have rules about contact with the sexual partner after the sexual experience. Positives of this type of open relationship is it adds to excitement of the original sexual relationship by providing new energy, new ideas, and sometimes directly through the sharing of sexual details. 
It can help partners to get sexual needs met that they cannot get met in their primary relationship. Potential issues, the same as in the last type of relationship. So um, potentially insecurity, distrust, um, concerns about the amount of time spent away from the relationship. And if somebody doesn't make a good choice, the intrusion of the other partner into the, the couple's life. Swinging, including threesomes, is usually defined as when people in a committed relationship engage in sexual relationships with others for fun. Some swinging is private, where maybe the couple will invite another person to join them for a threesome, or a couple invites another couple to join them. To play. Other swinging is public and can take place at private parties or at clubs that are organized specifically for swinging. Couples choose to swing for a whole host of reasons. Some couples have one or both partners are, who are bisexual and swinging allows them to enjoy relationships with other genders. Some couples simply want to spice up their sexual relationships. Other couples are happier when non-monogamous. Some people who have health issues that interfere with full sexual expression enjoy watching their partners having sex with another person. Some people enjoy exhibitionism and like to have sex in front of other people. The positives for swinging include bringing new energy into the relationship, spicing up the sexual relationship, allowing partners a wider sexual expression and exploration. Potential issues include issues around jealousy, particularly comparing the self to the new partner, or one partner going along with swinging because of the other partner and not really enjoying the experience or, or, or that partner might feel pressured to be part of the experience. Sexually transmitted diseases, a lack of clarity about agreements in relation to swinging, so perhaps someone will contact a new partner separately after the experience. Attending a swing club can be a fairly easy way to see if you want to open your relationship, as it is often okay to simply watch others and see how you react to being in the presence of others who are having sex, dealing with others approaching you with offers to play, and dealing with others admiring you and or your partner. It's also possible to play with each other and with no one else so that um, you can have the experience of being in public when you're not actually risking contact, physical contact with anyone else. Um, I've known a number of couples who have uh, enjoyed swinging. Um, professionally, some have come to see me um, in order to create their agreement about swinging um, where they've looked at whether they wanted to um, simply have private threesomes, whether where they wanted to find potential partners, whether they wanted to um, only play together. So some couples will agree that they only go to events together and they only play together. They don't have separate experiences. Now that may mean that one partner is choosing to watch while the other partner is having a sexual experience, but they're in the same space. 
um, and they don't go off into separate rooms and have private time with anyone else. Um, uh, agreements about sexually transmitted diseases and, and sexual health are pretty important. Um, and also to form agreements about how they'll manage if anything upsetting comes up, if there's a disturbance. So for example, if one partner gets quite upset while they are actually um, in the experience or at the club, how will they manage that? How will they um, stop play so that they can deal with the partner's emotions? Um, will they leave or will they resume play once the emotions have been dealt with? All of these things, it's useful to work out in advance. Other couples have come in for coaching when um, one partner felt pressured to attend um, swinging events and um, there were issues to do with insecurity in the relationship and feeling um, uh, jealous of the other partner's attention for others. And in one case, um, the attention that his partner was getting. So there are a lot of issues that can possibly arise and it can be useful to work through those in coaching. Finally, we talk about polyamory. Polyamory is when people have more than one sexual and loving relationship with the full knowledge and consent of everyone involved. That's a simple de definition, but in practice, polyamory takes many forms. Some people have hierarchical relationships where there's a primary relationship that is prioritized. For example, a married couple may also have relationships with others, but they prioritize their marital relationship. Sometimes polyamorous folks have a mix of casual and serious relationships. Sometimes everyone gets to know all other partners. Other times they choose not to know each other. There are relationships that look more polygamous in nature where there's one husband and a number of wives or the reverse. Sometimes everybody gets to know each other so much so that they consider each other extended family and form a bit of a tribe. So why might someone choose to be in a polyamorous relationship? There are lots of reasons. Many people believe that one person cannot meet all of your needs. Some feel that they are non-monogamous by nature. I'm bisexual, and I find that polyamory allows me to be fully myself sexually, as I can have relationship with all, relationships with all genders. During the periods of time where I chose to be monogamous, I found this very uncomfortable because I felt that I was really giving up a large part of myself and stifling a large part of myself by having either only a same-sex relationship or only an opposite-sex relationship. Now, not all bisexual people feel this way, and there are many bisexual people who are, in fact, monogamous, and they deal with the fact that they're giving up um, various forms of sexual expression either by just suppressing these desires, which is not a good way to deal with it, or by uh, expressing the desire only in fantasy, which is a better way to deal with it. 
Sometimes a couple discover that they have very different sexual drives or sexual interests, and polyamory can make it possible for them to continue a relationship and get their differing needs met in other relationships. Sometimes it's not for the sexual interests, but rather the emotional or intellectual interests or pursuits. James and Jeremy came in to see me when they were considering opening up their relationship. James had a chronic illness and was on medication that robbed him of his libido. Though Viagra helped him to gain an erection, he still found he had little interest most of the time. Jeremy had always been highly sexed and was finding their dwindling sex life devastating. They loved each other and had been together for 15 years and had no desire to end their relationship. But this area had become so contentious that even affection had begun to feel pressured because when James was affectionate to Jeremy, he felt that Jeremy would pressure him to try and have sex. James wanted Jeremy to be satisfied, so he was the one who brought up opening their relationship. Jeremy was worried that James would become jealous and things would become worse. And so they spent time in coaching, working out a set of rules about other relationships. They took things extremely slowly. And when problems arose, they worked through the issues together. Three years after I last saw them in coaching, they were still going strong. They had discovered that James enjoyed watching Jeremy with other people and had a few men that they regularly invited into their relationship. And this worked extremely well for them. People get involved in open relationships because they wish a challenge or because they want more freedom to experiment. Sometimes they form open relationships because they live in different parts of the world and others because having multiple spouses makes finances and childcare easier. For example, Larry and Roz lived 6,000 miles apart. Both had successful careers and both had children from previous relationships that they cared for part-time, so neither were in a position to easily move. Neither wanted to leave their children behind or to try to move their children away from their children's other parent. They chose to have an open relationship as they were limited to seeing each other four to six times per year. Roz felt she was naturally non-monogamous and had little difficulty adjusting. Larry found it hard at first as he felt very possessive of Roz. It took some time for them to work through the issues around Larry's possessiveness, but they were able to do this by agreeing that Roz would not date men. This is actually quite a common restriction um, for heterosexual couples where one party is bisexual. Um, it's, it's not unusual for the, the um, restriction to be that additional sexual partners can only be of the same sex rather than of the opposite sex. Polyfidelity is when a group of people enter a relationship together and agree to only being sexually involved with the people in the group. In some cases, there are clear sleeping schedules to decide who has sex with whom, when, and in other cases, there are not. And not all relationships that become polyfidelitous 
start out that way. So for example, it might start out with a couple and then um, another couple is added to the relationship or an individual is added to the relationship and then another couple is added to the relationship. But once somebody is added to the relationship, usually that adding anybody else requires the agreement of everyone. Uh, some polyfidelity relationships are as a result of um, uh, viewpoint and um, preferences. M many polyfidelitous relationships um, develop as a result of um, disease control. So if everybody, if there's, if everybody is in a closed group, um, then they can be fluid bonded um, and still get regular testing, but it then is safer to dispense with um, condoms and, and other barrier methods to prevent disease. Polymonogamy. This is when one partner is polyamorous and the other is monogamous. This is often a very difficult situation. Sometimes the situation arises because a monogamous person falls in love with someone who is polyamorous. Other times, a relationship starts out monogamous and one person realizes they're truly polyamorous. Sometimes a monogamous person will approach a polyamorous relationship believing they can change that person to be monogamous. So he won't need those other women once he realizes that I am the one. It is possible to make polymonogamous relationships work, but it does take a lot of work to do so. If you wish to increase the possibility that an open relationship will be successful, here's my advice. Consider your own reasons for desiring an open relationship. Know thyself. Make sure that you have full understanding of your needs and desires. If you're single, have a clear idea as to the rules for you. What are you looking for? Are you content to stay single? Or are you looking for at least one relationship that will lead to living together or marriage? Is it necessary for the, that person, if you're looking for that relationship, to also be polyamorous? If you're in a couple and you're opening up your relationship, create clear rules. Are you considering having someone join you either temporarily or permanently? Do you want the right to tell your partner no when it comes to any date or potential playmate or partner? Is your relationship going to be prioritized? How will conflicts over time be decided? What are your rules about safe sex? Are relationships casual only? What are your rules about electronic contact, email, text, and social media? Is it okay if your partner posts pictures on social media of himself with his other partner? Figure out how you will deal with triggers and with jealousy. Are you going to tell other people that you're polyamorous? How are you going to explain your multiple relationships to family and friends? If you're in a couple, 
Work on any relationship issues before opening up if possible. Polyamory, swinging, other types of open relationships are not usually the solution to relationship problems. Adding more people can make things worse because it makes things more complicated. So if you're already having relationship problems, do spend time working on those first. Get some coaching to establish your open relationship blueprint. An open relationship blueprint includes the structure, the rules, and the toolkit before opening up or soon after opening up. It's not set in stone. It's something that can be changed as you learn more about each other, as you develop further in your new lifestyle choice, relationship choice. Do make sure you've established some social support amongst people who will not freak out because you've chosen non-monogamy. The last thing you'll want to hear if you're having a rough time in your relationship is someone telling you that the only reason this is happening is because you're a freak and non-monogamous. Setting boundaries, physical boundaries, time boundaries, and emotional boundaries is very important in managing multiple relationships. Make sure that you're good at doing this, and if you're not, learn to be better. Of course, this is also very important, even if you're only having one relationship. It's also important with friends and family. Many people aren't very good at doing this. So take the time to learn. In order to manage multiple relationships, you must be a great communicator and be a good negotiator. If these are not your strong points, take some time to learn to be better and practice a lot. Communication is essential in individual relationships and 10 times more essential in multiple relationships. Greta wrote in and asked me if it's possible to cheat on someone if you're in a polyamorous relationship. Yes, Greta, it's very possible. The bottom line for all ethical non-monogamous relationships is that all partners are aware that there are multiple relationships. If one partner hides a sexual and or romantic relationship from the other partner, that's cheating. The dishonesty involved in cheating is the most damaging factor to the relationship. When trust is broken in a relationship, it's very difficult to repair. The amount of damage is usually related to how much the trust was broken. For example, a one-night stand is usually less damaging than a six-month-long relationship. Jerry wrote in and asked for some tips to manage jealousy. You're less likely to feel jealous if you're feeling secure in yourself. So one tip is to do things to make sure you're secure in yourself and secure in the relationship. You're also less likely to have major jealousy if you're involved in your own pursuits. If you know you tend to feel jealous when your partner goes out on a date, make sure you have something to do that evening, a project, a date yourself, or getting together with friends. Sometimes jealousy results because your partner tries something new with someone else. That one may take a bit more work to work through. Try to look at how much fun it can be when your partner's introducing you to something new rather than focusing on needing to do new things together all of the time. I will be writing more on polyamory in the coming weeks, so head over to 
www.the-intimacy-coach.com and have a read of my blog and sign up for the newsletter. Do email me for a reference list on my recommended books on open relationships. And email me with any questions. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of Sex. Write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at the A to Z of Sex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X.com. And visit both websites, www.atozofsex.com and www.the-intimacy-coach.com to learn about alternative sexual choices, types of sexual relationships, and to learn to sizzle and create that ideal lasting intimate relationship. For a free 30-minute session with me, head over to www.atozofsex.com and click on the button that says book now. Please join me next week when the letter will be P. And P is for porn. Thanks for listening.